lesson from the book of Kings. In those days, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master in high favor, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Now the Syrians, on one of their raids, had carried off a little maid from the land of Israel, and she waited on Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, Would that my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord. Thus and so spoke the maiden from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten festal garments. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you Naaman my servant, that you may cure him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive, that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider and see how he is seeking a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, he sent to the king, saying, Why have you rent your clothes? Let him come now to me, that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away, saying, Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Parpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash into them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. But his servants came near to him and said, My father, if the prophet had commanded you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much rather than when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and he came and stood before him, and he said, Behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time Jesus said to them, Doubtless you will quote me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here also in your own country. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his own country. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there, when there came a great famine over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zaretha in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and put him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down headlong. But passing through their midst of them, he went away.
the saving words of the gospel. Today we have a continuation of our pilgrimage to the Roman Station Churches by going to San Marco. Well, we collected San Adriano nel Foro Romano, San St. Adrian, San Adriano, is what became of the Roman Senate House that was built by Julius Caesar. It eventually was converted into a church. It's one of the reasons why it was preserved. And then uh, many centuries later, um, uh, during the 20th century, early 20th century, all the stuff that had been put in to make it into a church was taken out again. And um, this was in the time of Mussolini when he was um, doing a great deal to um, dig up and do archaeological digs and so forth around the forum, um, having to do with the imperial age because he was trying to create a new empire and so forth. So they were doing all this stuff to return things to the way they were during the during the empire. And anyway, this is uh, that, that's where the church was. But San Marco is nearby, right by the Piazza Venezia, and that's the Roman station today. And you can hear more about that in my in my daily podcast. Um, today we have uh, the story of Naaman, the uh, the leper, uh, the commander of the armies of the king of Syria. So he's a Gentile, and he sends a note to the king of Israel. The, the king of Syria sends a note to the king of Israel asking him to heal Naaman of leprosy. And of course the king of Israel is distraught. And he says, who am I, God, that I can heal a man of leprosy? So this is important for later on because, for example, Elisha, he, he only, he, he heals, he is the instrument through which God heals the leper Naaman by having him wash seven times in the Jordan. The Lord, however, simply heals. He heals. He didn't, for example, he in one point he heals not just one leper, but ten lepers. So here's one leper who has to wash seven times, and here's the Lord who just heals ten lepers. And this is a sign, of course, of the Lord's divinity. And immediately everyone would be thinking about Naaman, the Syrian, and the reaction of the king. Who am I, God, that I can cure leprosy? Well, here is the Lord then in their midst. And in the story of this healing, we also have the story of the healing of a soul, because it's the story of a conversion of, the, of a Gentile to the one true God. Now, in the Gospel account, we have the Lord speaking in the synagogue, not to the Gentiles, but to his own. And they're saying, okay, um, they say to the Lord, okay, smart guy, all right, physician, right, physician, heal yourself. You're back here with us now, like you're, you're with yourself now, your, your people. Over there in Capernaum, you did all this stuff, now do all these amazing miracles here for us. And the Lord says that you're not going to accept me. Basically, a prophet is not accepted in his own country. And then he gives some examples of what goes on, and he mentions Naaman the Syrian. And they rose up and they put him out, they took him up, and they were going to throw him off a cliff. 
how very swiftly your own people can turn on you when you follow God's will. God's ways are not the ways of the world. And it's a very risky thing to give yourself over to God in worldly terms because you're going to be misunderstood and you will be unjustly treated. And the Lord himself gives an example by allowing himself humbly to be led to the very brink of a cliff. But it was not his time. And so there he went through their midst. He just slipped away from their clinging and walked away without a word which can lead us to also to a moral lesson and this is something that I believe I mentioned very recently how many sins could we avoid by keeping our mouths shut even in the face of unjust treatment even in the face of being uh, misunderstood even when we are under duress uh, we are admonished by the Lord to take up his cross and follow him and taking up a cross is more than just taking up a little bit of you know persecution from people on account of our faith or or a, a righteous position that we hold in the Lord's day when he told his disciples take up your cross and follow me it he was he it wouldn't have sounded to them like oh well you've got a hangnail today. Well, you've got to deal with it, offer it up. Oh, you have a bad arthritis. Oh, well, I'm you know really sorry about that. Try to offer it up. It's a cross to bear. Well, sure it is. Of course it is. Uh, in our pains and aches and our sufferings and things like that are indeed a kind of cross. But to the ears of those listening to Jesus say, take up your cross and follow me, they would have heard, put yourself upon the instrument of ultimate humiliation and torture and the worst kind of painful death. This is the extent to which we have to place our trust in the Lord. And if he can be mute on the edge of a cliff, when his own, very own people that he grew up amongst are ready to kill him, then I think that we probably can too. The thing is about this too, and I think just on a human level, we have to remember also in our own conduct with others, when we are dealing with people with whom we disagree, like maybe family members or people who are very close to us, friends, associates with whom we're close, that when, when people that we know and love hurt us, it hurts more than if it would come from a stranger. So too, our words and actions can hurt our loved ones more than if it had come from strangers. I'm mindful of the, the line of King Lear, um, who's, who actually says, when he says the, 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 the famous phrase, he's being unjust to the one whom he's rebuking and trying to hurt with his, with his phrase. Uh, King Lear in Act 1, remember King Lear was going to divvy up his kingdom among his daughters, and he was going to give the greater portion to the ones who flattered him the most. And Cordelia, which means heart, 
wouldn't do it. And so Reagan and Goneril get the larger shares and Cordelia gets nothing. And But he really wants her praise because he loves her the most. And he says to her, unjustly as it turns out, how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Well, this underscores the fact that when, that when we do hurtful things to those who are close to us, it hurts them even more than if a stranger would do it. So imagine how this moment in his own home place, with his homies, as it were, the Lord felt as they were dragging him to the top of the cliff. And he knew every one of them, probably played with them as a child. And they're ready to kill him because he won't perform, you know, perform like a, like a, like a magician or something amongst, in their midst. So let's be careful. Let's be careful with other people. And uh, when other people are not careful with us, um, see if we can take it as the, as the cross that it is.